Welcome to another fun and exciting episode of The Rogues in the House, a podcast dedicated to the love of all things sword and sorcery, delivered with 100% enthusiasm from self-proclaimed experts. So take up your cloak and dagger, because the rogues are in the house. Welcome. I'm Dean Geikor, and we are joined with Matman and Logar and the most uh, uh, attractive of the He-Man characters. We got... Saracore? I don't know what you want to call her for. Yeah, you know, whatever your He-Man name is. Yeah, yeah Sarah, what is Come your prepared man. He-Man name that you came up with today? Uh... <laughs> You're going to be... Yeah, you guys can go ahead and name me. Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, that's a for, tough for, one. Frazetta Lynn? Uh, is that... Mm. Frazetra? Frazetra? No? Frazetra. Okay. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Zetra. Frazetra. We'll go with that. Frazetra. Okay. There we okay. go. All right. Love it. Yes. Welcome, Sarah Frazetta, to the Rogues in the House podcast. It's good to have you back on. Good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on for this fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. For a third time, third return. Like, it's not many who have done that. So, uh, oh. you're, you're up we got to start getting like those smoking jackets Saturday Night Live gives the fourth. Yeah. Time host. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. Get that I want mail. one. Yeah, I, I want one. I don't even have one yet. <laughs> it probably need won't, to get on that. <laughs> it won't surprise you, but I have a smoking jacket. No it one does not surprise. Not me even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife bought me one for I think it was my birthday or for Christmas one time. And man, I wear the hell out of it on a cold yeah. winter night. So it's I great. It. I believe it. I've got and like it, a, a ratty Amazon robe I wear to like get to the hot tub and then get out of the hot tub. So I don't freeze. That's right. Yeah. You're a hot tub guy. Now I'm a hot wearing, tub guy. You gotta yeah. start wearing polo shirts to the beach. Uh, Matt, that's, uh, Matt, I had a, a hot tub and I never got hot going back to the house. Cause uh, you're like in 104, 110 degree. Yeah, no, water. I don't get hot going back to the house. I mean, I, well, I get out and it's like goddamn freezing. Right. Well, that's what I'm I saying. I live in the harsh yeah, yeah. So I got a robe for that. Hey, Illinois gets cold too. I mean, not, you're not saying, everyone is made of iron and grit, Dean. Yeah, not everyone. I mean, I got German <laughs> blood too, but I'm part Irish as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know what you guys are talking about because I'm in Florida and we're like at seventy right now, and I have a, yeah. I have like a yeah, that's seventy a coat, here, a coat on. Yeah, oh, <laughs> a coat with seventy. My God, I wish. I know thin yeah. blood. Mm. terrible guys i don't even know what 70 is like uh, i'm in canada that would be we would be dead if it was 70 degrees here. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right he's celsius he's celsius. yeah you use yeah. weirdo temperature yeah. yeah all right sorry americans uh <laughs> guess I'm not that good so yeah uh so temperatures can be scary you know what's even more scary horror movies hey? oh yes or even I think, uh, so Halloween's coming up and I don't know about you guys, but like the more I get into, uh, the depths of adulthood, the more I really appreciate spooky season. It's mm -hmm. this, it's this strange holiday, uh, culture around it that like, I don't know, like you walk around dressing as, as a monster or you're bloody or, that's just rad. That is rad that that's the default setting of society around that time. And so here we are on a podcast. It uh, dedicates itself to the topic of sword and sorcery and adjacent to sword and sorcery is horror. 
So what are we doing? We got to talk about it. Sure. It okay. is the spooky season. It, it is. is the spooky season. Yeah, this is the only season I like. I, I just feel yeah. alive in this season. I don't oh, know yeah. if, that's, yes. if, if that's my inner darkness, but it's just, it, you know, as soon as uh, October rolls around, of course, we had we had a really scary time. Um, September 27th got hit yeah. by Hurricane Ian, yeah. fun time. So that was, I was like, well, I'm good. I'm good on horror now for the rest of the month because that was it. We're good. It sounded like a freaking freight train outside. And my worst fear always, besides knives, was and sharks was um the tornado and and then that that happened and you know it's knock knocking on wood so there's no knives or shark in you know wow encounters in the next month I, i'm done i'm done with so, the fear stuff so literally sharknado would be a horror film for you yeah wouldn't it? Yeah, I never, I've never watched it because that's too much. You need I to. I will say, having <laughs> you experienced to. multiple tornadoes every summer for 18 years, it's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Human adaption at its finest. I don't we, know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with, with Logan. We get to the point now where we sit out on the front porch and watch the tornadoes. Wow. Wow. No. Yeah, Wizard no. of Oz ruined that for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like when nature really flexes on me. No, I mean, it's cool. No, it's cool. But I, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, nature flexed a little too hard, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now, but, but now you guys, I feel being here officially, like I'm, I'm getting into the spooky season. What are we at? We're at October 20th right now. Yeah, We're getting okay. there. We've got 11 more days. Do yeah. you, I, I'm sure Sarah, Halloween is going to be probably put on a back burner for most people in the uh, path of the hurricane. Um, but uh do you all kind of decorate your homes and whatnot for Halloween? Well, right now we have debris outside. So like, <laughs> yeah. it looks like, like a wasteland. Spooky debris. <laughs> I have a tree, an oak tree in my yard from, from the, the uh, neighbor's house. And it's just, Ooh. it is, it's, it's pretty spooky looking here. So there's a few neighbors. I mean, I've kind of commented on the neighbors that still put out their Halloween stuff. I'm like, what are they, what's wrong with these people? Don't they get it? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're skipping Halloween this They're year, looking guys. for that bit of normalcy. <laughs> yeah, they're trying they, to. They are. They are. I know. I can't. I just can't help myself. Kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. My yeah. dogs don't notice. If I had children, I would definitely still try to have a little bit of normalcy. <laughs> I have to take off work early for Halloween in my hometown. No uh, one surprised. Well, everyone imagines your house covered in the most intricate, highly detailed and expensive slash homemade Halloween decor there possibly could be. Well, I won't say it's uh, altogether <laughs> that detailed, but you're damn close. I bought a four hundred dollar dragon that breathes smire, uh, breathes smoke and and. Uh, you know, has lighting effects and stuff like that. And just I'm just when saying, I think you can't get more Dean in a smoking oh dra- a smoking jacket, you bought a four hundred dollar dragon. I did, I did, <laughs> I did. Um, and then I went out and bought a uh, a Targaryen costume so I can be a Targaryen for Halloween. That's sick. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Targaryen. Yeah, incest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, what? No, not that part of it. Not no, that part of it. Family. Yeah. No. 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 But you yeah. know what's truly spooky? Inbreeding. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it is though. That's like a. That's like a. That's like a subgenre of movies. Oh yeah. Are yeah, you talking like, about that? Yeah. Right. Like the 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 hillbilly uh, yeah. slasher film. Inbred hillbilly hillbilly camp. Mm-hmm. One of my top hillbilly favorite. What's that? What's that? 
the hills have eyes was not yes. yeah that was yes horrifying oh yeah, did you guys see? So I saw the original many years ago, but did you see the remake from? Uh, yeah, it was I don't know, twenty years old, maybe fifteen years old. Yeah, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, that was an intense movie. Yeah, very um, intense. The effects, I think, like the first movie was fine, a little cheesy, mm-hmm. um, but it was the seventies, maybe late sixties that I remember. Yeah, um, but the effects in that one were way better, and I, I think, I think it's probably a better film. I think it's Wes Craven. Is it Wes Craven? It is. It is. The original yeah. is the Wes Craven. Yeah. I don't know if he had any hand in the see the remake. Hmm. I think he might have passed by. I don't know. The, the remake was done by the same guy who did uh what is it called? Oh my god. High tension. Yes. The French um, one. French for, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a French movie. filmmaker. And actually, this is interesting. Interestingly, uh, he did a film called Crawl, which Sarah, I don't know if you've seen oh, the that Crawl. The crocodile one? Yeah, no. so okay, I so that one. I believe they're in Florida in the film, and a huge storm rolls in, and it gets real intense, and then the gators come because of the flooding, and like that is kind of a real thing that happens. I understand. It yeah. did. Yeah. It like happened in Fort Myers. <laughs> no, no one got eaten. But this is that's not scary. This is. I read the story, and it, it stuck with me. These people, the storm surge, it was coming in so quickly into their house and they were hiding in the attic with their child and their their little dog. And they had to empty out all the Christmas and Halloween stuff and get in the Tupperware, go down and like basically swim in the Tupperwares out of their house. And they were just like flying down their street in Tupperwares with a baby and a dog. And 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 there were gators and fish. And I'm like, that's that's disturbing i will yeah. not i'm not i'm not staying anymore <laughs> no more i'm not gonna like uh, tough it out and be like i gotta save my house i'm getting the hell out of here it's yeah like exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> when nature flexes turn the other way yeah. yeah god so yeah no i haven't seen i haven't seen crawl and i don't want to see crawl matt That's yeah but you might i feel like i <laughs> i'm i'm daring you to watch it it's actually pretty cool All right. can i ask you a question matt because you List that as a horror film. Yeah. But I, and I will have to admit right now, I am not a huge horror genre fan. It's not mm-hmm. that I don't want to watch it. I just don't. It's kind of like, you know, Logan doesn't want to watch things like uh, um, Death Stalker 2 because it, he feels that it's not worth his time. And I kind of feel that way about horror, but mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot of people really, really like it. Mm-hmm. But what makes that type of movie crawl? a horror film when something like um, maybe it's not on the same spectrum, but like deliverance isn't a horror. I film. think deliverance, I think deliverance is kind of a horror. Yeah. Film. It's it okay. probably borders into the thriller yeah. genre, but yeah. I could, you can make an argument for, for it being horror. Okay. Way. And that's why yeah. I'm interested in this topic because I don't really know a lot about the horror genre. I know, you know, what makes a movie a horror flick or something like that. But I didn't realize there was that many different types of horror subgenres when we were doing a little bit of homework for this podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and when I, when I'm talking about horror and spooky season, I think anything thriller, ghost story, yeah. uh, slasher, uh, you know, those those are all the sort of things that the, I think the films that make us somewhat uncomfortable in that way. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some people consider like Silence of the Lambs and Seven to be horror movies. 
See, I um, like those. I like those psychological yeah. thrillers, yeah. but I wouldn't have put them in the horror genre. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think a lot of people, or or just in general, a misconception is that like a horror film is a slasher film, or mm-hmm. it's something paranormal, and and that's that. And I mean, maybe it is, but all of this stuff is adjacent, maybe it's right? Core, but if it if it disturbs you, makes you unnerved, scares you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my God. Speaking of something scary, incoming ethereal transmission. What the hell is this? What the heck is happening here? Should I click it? What the? Yeah, go ahead and click it. Okay, I'm going to click it. Uh... (laughs) Greetings, mortal rogues. It is I, the skull. I have called in to wish you a glorious day of might. If you can celebrate the consumption of millions of dead birds and the arrival of a white-bearded man who delivers vengeance to the wicked and gifts to the obedient, surely it is long since time to celebrate that greatest of all traditions, sword and sorcery. Join with me on October 23rd and read your favorite sword and sorcery passages aloud with your allies and minions. Trade sword and sorcery related gifts and discuss all the year's greatest sword and sorcery related doings. Sound your gongs, lift mugs in acknowledgement to this, the greatest of all days. If February 2 can be sacred to the ground chuck, and May the 4th sacred to the Star Trek, October 23rd can be sacred to the best of all genres, sword and sorcery. Go forth in glory. Wow. Okay, so that's the second time the magician skull has crashed our party. Uh... I don't even know what to say, but I, I know the day of might is coming up. It is uh, what is it? This Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, hopefully this episode will be out by then. This, <laughs> won't, be a, this won't be a weird bit. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the day of the day of might is uh, October twenty third. Jesus, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The twenty third is a yeah. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's a day of might. It's a holiday. It's where you get mighty. It's where you pump iron or not, uh, lift swords or not, uh, eat a big meal or not. I don't know. Whatever you do, whatever you do that you think is mighty, uh, we're going to use that day to celebrate all that is good in the sword and sorcery community. And you know what genre is adjacent to sword and sorcery? Horror. Okay, guys. So we're back into it. (laughs) We're back into it. Wow. You are the king of segues. Yeah. Right now, Sarah is terribly confused because we yeah, didn't tell her was... uh, about any of that that was yeah. happening. Uh, it'll make sense. It'll make sense in post, Sarah. Don't She's worry. like, what in the world is going on? These guys have lost me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't see my face anyway. So <laughs> Anyways, thanks for, to the magician skull uh, that he's not burning us all where we stand and uh, seems to like our show enough to show up from time to time. So that's great. So guys, I think we're gonna skip the bizarre of the bizarre because yeah. uh, you we're know already in it. Well, I think we're, we're in it. I think we were there, man. In the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I'll bring us into this topic. This was a weird one. Um, we've talked before about cosmic horror. We had a classic uh, monsters too. Episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did. Um, and Solomon Kane was supposed to be, but we had. A, didn't we have like a hard time? With audio that time, that was way back in Alex days. Or was that The Witcher? Maybe I don't know. The Lost Witch. No, that was a lost episode for sure. But we had a hard one one time too. But I think it was yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, we figured uh, this is a good time to um, 
talk about this. We'll try and uh, tether it to sword and sorcery where we can. Um, but this year, you know, I really, I feel like spooky season has been more uh, interesting to me than ever. So I pitched the idea of doing this episode and you dudes went for it. And I, I recruited Sarah for Zeta because, well, I enjoy having her on the podcast. Um, but also... Uh, you know, if you don't know, she is the granddaughter of the great Frank Frazetta, who has done some really rad and iconic horror work. Now, Sarah, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but like, what can you speak to that a little bit? Um, just yeah. sort of which which are your like maybe which are your favorite pieces or what about uh, your granddad's horror work, uh, you know, stirs your imagination? I really love all his horror work. And it's really odd because I, I've, we've talked about this briefly before, but I, I told you guys his um, property that he moved to in the 70s was completely haunted. Mm. And I recently put that together that when he was creating all of his creepiest horror pieces, he was living on that property. And I'm like, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, <laughs> but when he started working for Jim Warren um, and doing the creepy and eerie covers, that's when he had the flexibility and the freedom to conjure whatever he wanted to and he really uh, just favored the horror he loved um the classic you know universal monsters and um just I, i've mentioned it a lot but night of the hunter old black and white films which is an amazing horror film and if, of course he just it, he he brought his own imagination and and flair to the art and created these like super creepy demons like i mean i love his demons like um in the painting the sorcerer um reign of wizardry just a lot of a lot of hell hell kind of themed paintings and then a uh, woman with scythe witches so mm -hmm. yeah I, i'd say i'd say i do i i definitely love his horror art more than anything I'm a big fan of the Wolfman versus the Dracula one. That one's yeah. my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. one's great. That one's great. Kirk Hammond owns that one. Super tiny. Oh. It's like eight, eight by ten inches, and it's incredible <laughs> the detail on it. Oh my god! I need he he did that. Um, do you guys remember that exhibit he was doing? The Ah, yeah. it's alive. And he was touring his original art collection and all horror art. Oh. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. That was Kirk Hammett from Metallica. If uh, for those who may not know big Frazetta fan. Sarah, you, um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you chose the weirdest obscure Metallica song to bring up. No, now. man, that was on Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. Oh, okay. Uh, Shit. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's as cool as Ride the Lightning. Sarah, you uh, posted recently on the Frazetta Girls, I'm, I'm assuming it was you, uh, uh, I guess it was a pen and ink. <laughs> My Siri thing just started up. Anyway, apparently Sarah and Siri work well, well together on an iPhone. Anyway, you posted something on the Frazetta Girls uh, Facebook page, and it was of this um, satanic yes. uh, image. And aside from it being a very beautiful, voluptuous female demon, the legs creeped me the hell out. With Looking, the hooves. Yes, yeah. and the way that the legs were kind of like bent at an awkward angle. And... Yeah, that was it was such a cool transition, a creepy transition. You've got this pleasant to look at female demon and all of a sudden the legs are just like just wickedly creepy. 
Real talk, Logan did not notice the legs. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up too. But the legs are, oh. isn't it? Isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. See? Damn. You got to notice the detail. That's, that's Danzig stuff, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's Danzig. Yeah. But that is just yep. so. Oh, uh, yeah. Perfectly you know? creepy. It, it takes you by surprise. I mean, there yeah. There are legs on this. Well, and if, <laughs> there if, are legs. <laughs> if you scroll through on on a, on a mobile, you don't see the legs until you actually click the image. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that was probably part of my issue. Yeah, maybe yeah. it like it simulates the sort of idea. Logan, you have you were... to you have to view the whole thing. You can't just I'm a simple zoom man. in. <laughs> I like what I like. You're, you're the I guy, Logan. Uh, you hey, were I'm as red blooded around. as you, man, and and straight as a freaking arrow. But those legs <laughs> were like freaky as hell. Freaky as hell. Yeah, it's they're really the, scary. Yeah, those that is. Hooves, yes. Popping. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> But that's an aspect of what horror does, right? It takes yes. something that entices you, draws you in, you can't look away, and then you see something that makes you want to look away, but you still can't look away. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I feel like, too, that that lady in that picture, it's sort of back in the days when you're tramping around the bar, and maybe you... Uh... <laughs> at first you're like yeah and then you get to a certain place and you're like no what are those that reminds me of like the first segment on the vhs one have you seen that matt it's like oh the first vhs film yeah oh yeah it's like an anthology the first one's like a succubus they meet at the bar or something yeah the i like you yeah the i like you girl yeah that that's creepy shit yeah most deaf okay um, we, I have a, a loose framework here, um, and we don't have to make this all about movies. Um, I think that, I don't know. I, I tend to, I have watched, uh, more horror and I think maybe endured more actual horror in life than I have read it, but I've actually been changing that recently. I've been reading more horror. Um, so, but the first question I want to pose to all of you is I want you to think for a minute, what is the first horror movie you remember watching let's start with uh maybe guy okay good because i actually did research on this i had to think hard because as i said i am not a horror genre or horror film fan or i just don't watch them that much um it was a movie called gargoyles and this movie came out in 1972 i didn't watch it in 1972 but i was still a young kid and i saw it on some saturday afternoon matinee show on television and i don't know it's not like a great movie or anything but something about that maybe it was because it was during i think it was during october because they always had these you know fright night movies during october and whatnot something about that movie scared me and i would have to say that that was my first experience being scared by a movie um but then you know i really didn't watch a whole lot after that and then matt you'll probably appreciate that the next big movie that I watched that really just freaked my shit was Aliens. I was going to guess that. Mm. Aliens? Alien. Sorry, Alien. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and this one, we don't, we don't necessarily have to dig into like its impact. I'm just kind of curious of like, that's what it what's, was, yeah. what's your first real brush with it? Yeah. And um, that, that would be that Gargoyles movie that came out in 1972. I saw it sometime after that. 
but I was young enough that it was scary enough for me to have an impact. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Cause we probably don't actually remember necessarily what the first was, but we remember probably what had the first impact, right? I, yeah. I know what the first one was. Yeah. Go ahead, Logan. Um, the first movie, the first horror movie I saw was arachnophobia, um, mm. which I very recently realized was also supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. But for me as a young child was horrifying. Hmm. Um, absolutely horrifying. Um, then like as a kid, um, you want to remember monster vision on TNT. It yes. had like a little host. He lived in a trailer. I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Billy Bob, but I'm probably just thinking of Billy Bob Thornton. Um, but I'm from he, Canada, man, I don't even know what yeah. TNT is. Um, Turner Network Television. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, but uh, I saw the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, on a snow day in elementary school with my mother. But the first intentional horror movie I, I saw was Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 remake by Tom Savini. Yeah. Wait. Which I think is better than the original. Oh, yeah, the colored one. The, colored one yes yeah 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 um, i saw that i one. do like I the original but the the remake of that is better yeah okay right uh frazetra uh i think you're i think you're next what, what's the first horror film you remember watching not to be redundant but night of the hunter grandpa showed it to me at like i was like four so it was and it was made in 1955 it's a little dated but there was this really creepy scene with um with with the the wife that the the pastor their old preacher comes and 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 takes and is trying to steal her money and he kills her and throws her um into this this pond and she's just under the water and her hair is flowing and it's just like it's still so creepy i watch it to the day and i'm like ah but um and then after that, it was uh, The Exorcist, and I think I was like seven, which was really terrible. That's too young for The Exorcist. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, I don't think I was a teenager until I saw The Exorcist. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting you mentioned The Exorcist. I saw that at a young age, and for whatever reason, I think I didn't consider it a horror. I thought of it as more, you know, just a creepy occult movie. A documentary. A documentary. But, <laughs> I wasn't scared by I was not scared by that, but yet I'm scared by some bad B movie gargoyles. Yeah. So uh, how interesting is that, hit. right? Yeah, exactly. You don't know what's going to hit, and right. horror horror is obviously quite subjective, right? Um, yeah. And you know, jump scares work on some people. They rarely work on me, but when they do, I'm like, good job. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, my wife beside me, it's like, <laughs> you know, fortunately, we both love watching these movies, but she's getting just wrecked by everyone. I'm like, you didn't know that one was coming. How did you not know? <laughs> Everything, the sound, the camera, all of it, it was all telling you. Right. Um, Read the anyways. signs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess for me, I honestly think the first one I remember seeing Dean is the same as you. I think it was alien for me. Um, and I think I saw aliens first. Oh, really? But, yeah. I but definitely I, saw aliens first. No, I did. I did because I actually remember thinking when I saw alien, uh, the 79 film, I was like, this is more of a horror movie. Interesting. Cause mm -hmm. aliens was more, far more of a hybrid, right? Yeah. Um, do you guys remember uh, the first horror movie? Or, or one in particular that you saw that like messed you up, like stayed yes. with you and like ruined your nights and like yes. made you hide under the 
Yes. The shield of the blanket, as it were. Sarah will appreciate this. And I don't think anybody considers it a horror film, but it was the movie Jaws. I didn't Mm. sleep that night after seeing that movie. And I was a young kid. I just, whatever it was, blew me away. I thought they were literally having people being eaten by a real shark to make that movie so realistic to me. And it was like, yeah. Um, Jaws screwed up a lot of people, man. I I think I still have a slight aversion to the ocean because of that movie. We should have aversion to the ocean. It's it's frightening. (laughs) We should really be in there. (laughs) Yeah. If we don't have to be. Yeah. But yeah, Jaws is terrifying. Steven Spielberg, master. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and it's funny too, Dean, you're like, you know, I don't think Jaws is a horror movie and it's like, well, it's definitely horror. If it's, even if it's not, it has the effect of a horror film, maybe more than a lot of horror films ever had. Like it literally made people afraid to go in the water. Uh, yeah, Peter it, it's Benchley, as a thriller. Like yeah. we were talking about Interesting. Uh, Cause Peter Benchley described it as a horror when he wrote it. Um, and what did he call it? environmental horror? That's what it, the sub sub genre is, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. When, when animals attack horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so that's yours, Dean. What uh, who else wants to jump in? The movie that messed you up, or the story that messed you up, or the image, or the painting, or I don't care what it is. So, uh, you go, you go. Okay, um, mine's weird because I've never actually seen the whole movie. Um, it's called Cat's Eye, and it's an right. anthology film by Stephen King. So there's three Stephen King mm-hmm. stories, and I didn't really look i didn't even know the name of this particular segment until like literally 30 seconds ago when i looked it up because you asked this question um the third segment is called general and it involves a a cat i guess that travels across the country um somehow is entangled in supernatural things and it basically saves this girl from what wikipedia describes as a troll um but it's like this little creepy looking thing Okay, and like I probably was like I don't know nine maybe I don't know. Um, and I remember second story of the house. I'm peering through the railing because <laughs> um, my dad and my mom, who are still relatively young at the time, they're like in their late twenties maybe, are watching this movie, and I'm like looking down, and I <laughs> see this freaking troll thing. And it tear. I had nightmares about this. I probably only saw, I don't know, 10 minutes of it. Right. And I think the cat ends up like pushing it into a fan or something. Wait, this is ringing up. This is ringing a bell for me. But the the, the, the troll just was my very first, like stuck with me horror thing. And I've never seen the whole movie. I remember the end credits song though. Like it's called cat's eye the song and it was like clearly made for this 80s like late <laughs> or early 90s probably like tina turner singing or something but yeah, yeah. like like <laughs> when uh yeah like alice cooper doing a song for like friday the 13th soundtrack yeah 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 the man the man behind the mask or the man i don't know what it was but it was in one of them friday jason lives maybe whatever uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so logan was afraid of the little troll from cat's eye yeah yeah i've not seen that i know i know of it and i knew it was a stephen king thing um okay uh sarah what do you, do you got one yeah i, mean, but I, I want to ask you 
I want to ask you a question though. Do you did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I mean that's a Canadian show. Yes, I did. And Goosebumps. Yeah. We actually watched Goosebumps the other day because it's all on Netflix. So, so you... good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. That Wait, didn't like the... that didn't affect me badly. No. I because you you said you asked if it could be well, you said it could be anything. So I think yeah. my grandma, my grandma really scarred us because she would tell us um about the ghost pushing her off her couch and and then and uh, <laughs> could be a little bit of schizophrenia, but it, whatever. As a child, <laughs> I didn't know what that was. And um, um, cups being moved and rocking chairs and hearing voices in the wind and just that property that I grew up on was was very frightening. So The Exorcist definitely uh, scarred me. And we, we we grew up very Christian, and so like the devil coming in and possessing you. So every night when I I remember I must have been like six years old, and this is this seems very stupid now. But when I was six years old, I remember like listening to my heartbeat, and I would imagine something with like a dark cloak like coming to get me, and I would just like want the heartbeat to not go so loud because I I just thought that that was like the the devil entering. And then I also remember when I was a little girl that I'd have to sleep in the inside of my bed, might let my sister sleep on the outside because I was, there was a woman that would watch us every night while we were sleeping. And, and I read this book, this is weird. I read this book when I must have, I was like 12 when I was over all the, the, some of the ghost terrors. And it was this book and it was about a woman who would go searching for her children after they died. And she'd watch other little children to see if those were her children. And when I was reading the book, I remember thinking this look, and it was it was a visual book, graphic book. And I remember seeing the woman and going, that looked just like, of course, I, I was like 10 or something. So yeah. who knows? That's a but, good story. Yeah, I was I was like really freaked out. I'm, I'm still freaked out. I'm 34 years old and I can't sleep alone in my house. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Sarah, that reminds, that reminds me of a, I wouldn't say it was a story. It was more of a a plan on my part after seeing anything that might be scary or freak me out or whatever. My brother and I, we slept in the same room and I always made sure that he was the one sleeping closest to the door. So if somebody came in, they'd get him first and I would hear it <laughs> so I could run away. <laughs> Holy shit. Dean, that is that, that just awakens. I did the same thing. I know I did. Cause I yeah. remember yeah. with my brothers, Funny. I was like, yeah, he'll, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was I was like, like I was willing yeah. to sacrifice him for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was also a younger brother too. Right. So I was like my, you know, my older brother, he can, he'll handle it. He'll do, you know, he'll do something. No, no, no. Um, my, I was the older brother. I was sacrificing. Yeah. You were my sacri- younger brother. <laughs> I was the, old, I was the older sister, Dean. I was the oldest sister. And I'm like, I don't care about my sister. Throw them off. <laughs> have the ghost take them. There you go. <laughs> Guys, the wind is talking himself. and shit. <laughs> you're gonna yeah, die yeah. i'm out of here so yeah. that actually I mean, kind of reminds me um so i live in new mexico right on the border and there's a mexican folk tale um about a woman called la llorona um the wailing woman and whatever her backstory she ended up drowning her kids out of like jealousy or like not jealousy but because like a rich guy wouldn't marry her because she had kids and then she dies and gets to heaven pearly gates saint Peter, whoever says you can't enter until you find your kids, right? So she haunts the waterways of the desert Southwest, searching for children to take their bones to try and trick her way into the pearly gates. So Chanel and I used to live by the Rio Grande. We went on a walk to the park and there's this 
old guy, clearly he's Mexican and he's probably drunk. And his wife was like, get out of the house, go in the backyard. And we're walking by and he's like, hey, hey, come here, come here. And he starts talking to us, just having a good time. We're nice. He's and we're like, well, we got to go because it's getting dark. He's like, watch out for La Llorona. I've seen her in the ditch. And Chanel, she's from Mexico as well. And he's like, you watch out, pretty lady. But you, you're a white guy. She's not interested in white guys. <laughs> and that, that was it. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm safe from the bone stealing sure. woman. That's fine. Yeah. According to this drunk fella, I'm safe. So it's good. I just walked yeah. on fearless. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something you said, Sarah, um, about the idea of or your grandmother thinking she was hearing voices in the wind. Just think about that for a second. That is that is goddamn scary. Um, and it reminds me of uh, the Ray Bradbury short story called The Wind that I read to my class every year. And I just read it to them again a few days ago and they love it. But the idea behind it is that the wind is this prehistoric uh, beast, a killer, like the original killer. And so every time it kills, it gets more powerful because it takes its victims into its overall body and steals their minds. And so when the wind is howling, it's actually just all of the voices of the people it killed, which is that's really, sick. that's a crazy idea that's for a monster, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, read that story if you haven't. It's a good one. I'd probably just spoil Check the shit out. out of it. But Matt, you had uh, um, talking about that. You had listed a whole bunch of subgenres and stuff like that, and that was my interest in. Wow, I didn't realize there was that many type of subgenres. But I think that's one of my favorites is ghost stories, of course. But that uh, what you would call it, uh, folk horror or yeah. natural horror or something like that. That really. Uh, I love that stuff. That's big fan of the ghost stories. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to find a good ghost story movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, they are my favorite, I think. Yeah. I'll watch one of those, but I won't sit down and watch a slasher movie. I just don't feel the need, I guess. Most slashers yeah. don't give me, but them inbred hillbilly cannibals. I'm all about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Dean, did yeah. you did you watch the Haunting of Hill uh, Hill House on Netflix? That series, yeah, uh, it was all about haunting. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, that one was it was good. It was okay. Yeah, decent. I yeah. like Hill House. Did not like Bly Manor. I like Bly Manor up into the last two episodes, and then it just. I agree with you. I, I, I was just yeah. watching um, The Watcher on Netflix, and that I'm not going to spoil it. But where would oh, you? I've seen the trailer for yeah. that. It looks creepy. Yeah, where would you all put the okay. Blair Witch Project? Is that like a folk horror or a yeah. occult type of thing what i think it is um yeah. but it's also getting into another subgenre of film which is the found footage right yeah. Uh, yeah piece which you know a lot a lot of people bemoaned that genre for a long time but there are some real gems oh yeah there. blair witch project seen... is great blair mm -hmm. witch project is mm -hmm. pretty good i actually um watched Blair Witch. Which yeah, was, was that the, good? Uh, I saw that. Uh, yeah, you know, it was okay. It was definitely a competently made film. And sure. I really, I enjoy the director's other work. He did like Your Next and The Guest. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it's ultimately does just kind of become uh, toward the end, the camera's just running and seeing stuff. And it's just after mm -hmm. a while, it's like, oh, you'll turn the corner and see another thing. It just, I don't know, it got a bit redundant. Yeah. 
kind of like um, Cloverfield. Like a lot of people's big complaint about um, found footage is that it's like nauseating. Yeah, um, yeah. Most I, ones I've seen haven't done that, but Cloverfield, I like the idea of like found footage and a giant monster attack. But that one does make me sick. If you want to see a really goddamn good found footage movie slash zombie film hybrid, and you can do subtitles because you're a grown up. Talking about Rec? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Rec. Rec's good. Yeah. Rec, Rec is amazing. W R E C K? No, just R E C. Like oh. you're re- like you're recording something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a Spanish film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, damn good stuff. Highly recommend. Sequels not as good. Mm, yeah, I watched. There was like three of them. I think I watched them all. But yeah, the first one yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, the movie that messed me up, The Shining. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I watch it now. Favorite movies. We watch that every year. Yeah. It's a good yeah, one. I watch it now, and I can just kind of appreciate it as a yeah. film. But like. I I remember my older brother showed me that movie, uh, you know, rest his soul. <laughs> but I was there with like his friends at the time and they were um, really, they were letting me watch it, right? Sure. Parents were away or they weren't home. And probably I was like, yeah, have. you should watch this. And I was at the time where I was in like probably grade seven or something. And I was starting to get like, yeah, horror movies. I'm into that. It's edgy. I'm not drinking yet or uh, smoking drugs. So uh, let's watch horror movies. <laughs> for my vices. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I watched, uh, I'd been watching ones and I was like, it's easy. I can do this. We're watching the shining and just, I think, I, I mean, I'm a really visual person. So I think what Stanley Kubrick was doing was just slowly messing with me. And then when it finally reached the part where the kid is on his tricycle, mm. and you've got that mixture of incredibly narrow hallways and the, or just, you know, it's hitting the different, uh, it's hitting the carpet, it's hitting the wooden floor. And then eventually the kid turns the corner and those two girls are there at the end of that hallway, just something. I felt it. I felt something break inside of me. that hmm. was like, Oh my God, that's not okay. You shouldn't have seen that. And it was just, it was like weeks and even years where it messed me up. Sure. Um, and I don't know. So, sometimes you think that like, oh, well, that probably ruined horror movies for you. But it, it, I didn't watch that one for many years later, but it just got me more into it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is a phenomenon that other people, uh, if it exists for others, but I, the more horrific life actually gets and the more I experience things, the more this kind of fiction draws me in. So I don't, wow. I would think in some ways like, well, life's horrific enough. I don't need to watch this. Right. You just uh, touched on two points that I wanted to bring up. So again, sure. good segues. Uh, the first one being related to, you know, why did it affect you or how long did it affect you? I recently went and saw the original Nosferatu in mm-hmm. a uh, classic 1924 theater with the original pipe organ and what they did is it was the original uh, well it was the original film but it was enhanced a little bit it's like a uh, without getting into the weeds too far it's the original but they've enhanced it enough so it's better visual quality sure and then they also did uh an original score for it with an organ a pipe organ and it was oh, really cool. fantastic it was great it played li- played live played live by a yeah, world-renowned awesome. organist yeah. who does that's, this for a living um he was in czechoslovakia rad. czechoslovakia slovakia i forget what they call it now 
the day before it's at the actual yeah at the actual castle where <laughs> Nosferatu was filmed, and he was giving a performance, doing the same thing, and then he flew to Champaign, Illinois, and gave the the same performance. But I was watching Nosferatu, and it was made in 1923. And he said some of the background that it was banned in Sweden until 1970 because it was so horrific. Huh. Now, granted, it was made in 1923 and people had never seen this type of stuff before. And Nosferatu looks more like a rat than a bat. Yeah. Um, is kind of creepy, but I found it more laughable. Granted, I'm looking at it with eyes from 2022 sure. and all kinds of experience watching other types of films and stuff. But to take me back into the mindset of somebody in 1923 and watching that film, that must have scared the living daylights out of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some really striking shots in that film. Yeah. But overall, Um, it is not a scary movie. No, I wouldn't say scary. But you know what? You watch that in a dark room. um, I think it's just. It's an experience. Like I, I do. I feel like it's one of those films that draws you right into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, not scary, but you can just tell why it's classic, right? There's just certain shots and bits that. And I think that's what people yeah. appreciate it more for now is the yeah. artistic value rather than the shock or horror value of it, so. which makes it very exciting. So, uh, and uh well, Sarah, last time you were here, we were talking about Robert Eggers, um, and it's, it's it's official that like he is, that is going to be his next film, Nosferatu. It's going to have uh, is it Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter? Um, yeah, I think that's right. And who's the who's the male lead? God damn it! Not it was going to be Harry Styles, and now it's not. Oh, is it not Harry Styles? It's the last. No, one. no. Oh, god damn it. Well, How wasn't I... there a Nosferatu done with William Defoe and so yeah, Willem Defoe, Willem was... Defoe, and somebody else? He was in it's... a Werner Herzog film, I think called um, Shadow of the Vampire. Mm. Matt, it's Bill Skarsgård. Oh yeah, so... Skarsgård. Yeah, so the guy who yeah, played Pennywise. Skarsgård. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's the it guy, isn't it? Yeah, I like that better than um, Harry Styles. I don't really know Harry <laughs> Styles. I just I know Bill Skarsgård's good. He comes from the Skarsgård I... people. Yeah, I can't see Harry Styles doing that, and I, I haven't seen his, his the new film with what it was Olivia Wild. Uh, Wild. Oh yeah. yeah, but I heard I heard he wasn't great. Yeah. So yeah. story of his could life. be based. based you probably didn't funny. realize that was that in one direction. I, no, I, no I, I, I I remember. I think what Simon Simon Cowell said he was like so like he lacked talent. Said you're gonna oh, like Simon. the one. Yeah, he's so mean, but. <laughs> Proved him wrong. Sex appeal. Get up there and yeah, yeah. jumpers. That's what it takes. Women go, yeah. yeah women go wild. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended with Olivia. Yeah, I was I was about to start singing the famous One Direction song, and then I realized it was a Justin Bieber song. That I was about to <laughs> sing. I was like, uh, yeah. so it's good. I did. I mean, who needs that? The B. Um, but yeah, that that's that's going to be an exciting film. I'm. I mean. When you think about that, um, and if you've seen The Witch, which I think is, uh, I just said witch, witch, and that just, <laughs> it just threw me off. Um, it's which chain. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love that film. That was a film that, uh, I don't know, it really struck me a few years ago. And I remember just being drawn in and being terrified by the atmosphere. And I mean, Dean, that's, I think, a really great example of folk horror, too, right? Yeah. That was a beautiful film. Thank you, Matt, for rec- recommending that. And Anya yeah. Taylor Joy, she was great in it. 
It was, oh it was just, it, it was great. Yeah, she was. And you know what? She, I watched um, Split the other night, which is uh, M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> and uh, Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was a Shyamalan picture. Um, and uh, who else is uh, 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 James McAvoy? Yeah. Have you seen Split? Yes. It was really no, good. It was. I mean, it was really, the performances were really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anya Taylor-Joy was in that as well. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot you were in this. And yes, I love her. So, yeah, that's that's my comment on that. <laughs> yeah. what, is, what else was it? Oh, I know you were talking about um, why yeah. we watch these films. And mm. you know, um, I had no idea why people watch these films because I don't watch them myself, but I reached out to a friend of mine who is a movie critic and he writes for, I think it's called pop break and he lives in Las Vegas now. And he wrote me something. I said, basically your question is, you know, why do we watch these? What's wrong with us type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read what his response was. He says, I think the easiest answer to that, at least for me, meaning this guy named Tommy Tracy is to qualm or maybe it's calm our anxieties. Killers could be right around the corner and it gives us the sense of danger that it's more possible when we consume them in the media. Same can be said for more supernatural horror ideals. We may not fully believe there are ghosts and demons out there, but what if they were and they're just as malevolent as they are on film, TV and literature? So it's easier to consume them in that manner and who among us isn't ready for a zombie apocalypse thanks to dawn of the dead zombie land and the walking dead mm-hmm. that's interesting so i I'm, i don't not i don't don't disagree but i have kind of a different take i guess because so um, so I, perhaps well, what, what if we take it this way right yeah. like um you answer that question right like sure. to you what is it that that makes you want to watch it and we can kind of uh yeah cover that so I think people, I think most people, I think, I don't even think this is a controversial statement. I think most people as they're teenagers, maybe going through puberty, um, see horror as a way to push boundaries and explore things that might be taboo to like a younger audience. Um, I know it was for me. I know it was for my friends. Yeah, for sure. Um, for and I know some well, people yeah. don't grow out of it because that stuff is cool in many respects. But I think a lot of it is rebellion against maybe like societal norms. Like horror is kind of like the punk rock of the the, the movie movie thing, I think. I would agree with that, yeah. Logan. It's a good that. analogy, um, yeah. yeah. And like I was real into horror movies when I was, you know, an edgy teenager um, to the point like we would go peruse abandoned graveyards in rural Nebraska looking for ghosts and stuff like mm-hmm. devoted a lot of time to pushing those boundaries as a kid. Um, and I still find enjoyment out of that. stuff. like I have collections of like ghost stories or from like regional ghost stories and stuff um, like that. Um, but I think a lot of that is like a universal desire to test your limits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I a lot of people of experience. Please tell me you did not uh, deface anything in those cemeteries. No, no. I used to maintain a cemetery and stupid kids would come and knock over gravestones. And I don't know how many hours I spent picking up gravestones See, and trying to put everyone knows that if you deface the gravestone, you exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I've played enough video games and know if I smash a gravestone, a little ghost flies out of it. So yeah. I'm going to mess around with that. 
uh, Sarah, do you, have a, do you have a response for that one? Like what, uh, yeah, what draws you I, into these things? I don't want to be drawn into these things. I don't really like, I don't like it. I mean, I, I'll watch, I'll watch it. I'll watch the genre because of the artistic value and because of, um, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it's just, it's fun. It's interesting because when people write about it and they're like, Oh, you know, these things are just, they're not real. And this is why we gravitate towards them and what, whatever, however you want to define it and say, Oh, this, whatever, but people's experiences are just their own. But I think when you've had encounters and you, you really felt that fear, like it's, is real to you and Mm -hmm. and then some of us do believe in demons and to be real and and you know um it's not about seeing things necessarily physically sometimes it is sometimes it is seeing a ghost or an orb or shadow or whatever spirit sometimes it's just a feeling and and a lot of what we are here on earth we don't we don't know why we're even here so i think it's uh, it's hilarious when people are so sure when they're like well science hasn't discovered it yet and i'm like okay we don't know what what the hell we're doing on this planet in the middle of space. So uh, you can you can stop with that and trying to be so logical. <laughs> or these they freaking look at our nervous system. It looks like a sea creature. It's very scary. Um, and and so yeah, I, I I don't I think I was just kind of more thrown into it and my surroundings. Like I like I talked about as a child, like being on a, a property where my whole family experienced this together, and we all have the same very similar stories. And then um, my uncle has a, a costume shop that's devoted to horror and loved, mm. you know, he, he'd go to all the horror conventions and get Linda Blair signature. And he had a uh, Carrie and all like all the photos of the, the, the stars and horror films going up the stairway, masks everywhere, just horror everywhere. So I was just in it like I, mm. with no choice, really. Um, and yeah, it doesn't make me feel good when I'm watching. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's a kind of a, a sick feeling. Uh, but I don't know if that's just because of my experiences and, um, yeah, so I have a much different take. So that's, yeah. I mean, and, and part of why I, I invited you on was because I know that you've been entrenched in, in that sort of stuff with your grandfather's work and your uncle's shop and things like that. But I feel like you've touched on uh, something kind of Lovecraftian in what you were saying before that, which is like, there's that fear of the unknown, right? Like we don't know the answers to so many things. And when you really start thinking about that, it becomes overwhelming and a bit terrifying. Um, Yeah, I don't, I try not to think too deeply of that, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, we don't have those answers, and we're not going to get them. And See, that's why. So, the genre that continues to terrify me are like alien abduction movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I have regular nightmares about alien abductions, and it's the only genre that will continually, you know, scare me. Like, to and you're core. in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Because like. <laughs> There's never Good an point. explanation for why, and it's plausible that aliens exist. His fear is not so much of the aliens; it's the probing that. Uh, see, I might be into it. Once yeah, get there, it's the hold on, baby. Not so, you know. I'm a. I'm an Did open you see guy, the movie you know? Nope? Did you, did you see that new movie Nope? I haven't yet. I haven't. Okay, I, did. I won't say I anything. Did. Yeah. Okay. It's it's an interesting take on. Sure. Um, sure. It's a cool movie. Yeah, I do recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, okay. Uh, so 
I guess why am I drawn to this shit? I, I, I swear to God, it's something that changes all the time. Um, I know like Logan, you were talking about when we were like edgelord teenagers wanting yeah. to push boundaries. That was definitely a part of it. I love monsters and I love makeup effects and I love, you know, looking at, uh, people like Stan Winston and Rick Baker who created these things, um, that have endured. I love the art. I love the music. Um, and I, I, I'm sometimes jealous of people who can't endure horror movies. They get too scared because I'm like, that is such an amazing hallucination that you're having that you can get so gripped by this thing that you have this experience where you can almost not watch it. And I get, mm-hmm. I get glimpses of that sometimes when I watch these things. Sure. Um, and some movies just really suck me in and, you know, I can get a, I can get a sense of that, but here's the weird part for me is that the more, life rolls on the older I get the more like, and you know, there's the part of my life where like I lost my brother to a a vicious disease. And in in some ways you would think that I wouldn't be able to endure body horror anymore, or that it would become too much or that like becomes a regular thing that I'm afraid of. But I have found horror films have become more so therapy for me the older I get and the more I experience in life. And I actually don't know that I can explain that. I can just tell you that it's not slowed my role with this shit. Sure. And so I guess that's me saying, I'm going to leave it out of mystery. I don't really know necessarily why I can just tell you through points of time that it's changed. And yet I still remain gripped by it. So, um, okay. We've all answered that one. Uh, do you guys have a subgenre that you like more than others? I think I already said mine. Mine was more like the, yeah. the, the folk horror. And yeah, you the, like the folk horror. Yeah, natural horror, whatever you want to call it, and ghost stories. And man, there's more genres that I I'm just not they don't jive with me. I don't really like slasher movies unless it's those like inbred cannibals. Love that because like <laughs> so I'm like like it's definitely top of my like. Wrong Turn was one of my No, Wrong Turn's amazing. I know. I'm with you. Um, I think part of it is that I really like horror that takes place in a rural setting because it's one I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, So like the backwoods, the wilderness, stuff like that. I like some environmental horror. Um, Body horror is fascinating, but it doesn't necessarily scare me. I like to look at it because it's like, whoa, it's gross kind of thing. What exactly defines body horror? Excuse my ignorance on that. Well, a- a- Alien's got some body horror, right? Okay. A- a- right. Alien is uh, a film that I, this is perhaps uh, intense, but I was actually listening to the Perfect Organism, it's the Alien Saga podcast the other day, and they did a an episode on feminism and feminism in the Alien series. And some of the stuff that stood out to me was the fact that Alien had the ability to make men afraid of shit that women have to fear all the time. Yeah. It's a movie. Right. So so, so you've got this, like, yeah, this thing that will take you by force and will potentially impregnate you and make you have the child. Right. Which will kill you. And so that's 
intense. And that's, that's very pure body horror, in my opinion. It's also cosmic horror and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's those the elements. Fly, as well. The remake the fly, with yeah. Jeff Goldblum is a good example uh, of body horror. Okay. I, Cause I really like that film too. Yeah, I really like that one. And like the peeling scabs and then yeah. the something underneath you kind of I, thing. Now that you're explaining a lot of this, I've probably watched more horror than I think. I just always classified it as like sci-fi sure, with a sure. scary aspect to it. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, and yeah, well, The Fly was directed by David Cronenberg, who is pretty of much course. the master uh, of body horror. So, yeah, I, I watched. OK, so I watched one the other night. It's not body horror, but it's like I don't know what you'd call this. I guess it's a thriller, but it's this film called uh, Fall. Have you seen this? Do you know what this is about? No. OK, so this is a very low key thing. And I just happened to hear about it. One of my students was like, oh, yeah, you can watch it. It's on, but you got to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I want to see this. I'm a bit afraid of heights. Actually, I'm quite oh, afraid of heights. If I, I have heard of this, the tower. Yeah, the tower. So it's like yeah. a 2,000 foot tower and these girls decide to climb it. One of them's grieving. And anyways, there's, there's a little subplot that goes on with that. But this film was uh, shot in a way that just... I don't know how I, I feel like they shot it so that like they actually got the footage of like 2000 feet up, maybe with a drone or something. Um, and then they composited the actors on there, but there was no shot in it where I was like, I don't believe they're, they're actually up yeah, there. Even the trailer. Freaked oh me. my God, I, I, dudes. Yeah. I, my, my kid was laughing at me because he, you know, he was hanging out playing some iPad games while my wife and I were watching it. And I just kept going, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Like, <laughs> More than any other movie I watched, I was just I couldn't handle it. So fall, that's gotta, the name of it. Yeah, fall. Yeah, if you got a a height uh, aversion, check that out. Like, Conversely, um, if you are claustrophobic, uh, Descent. Oh yeah, the Descent is probably the most claustrophobic horror movie I've ever seen. Now there also is inbred like cannibal monsters um, as well, which is like tops for Logan. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But some of the cave shots are like they make me hold my breath hmm. um, because it's so claustrophobic. So heights and claustrophobia. There you go. OK, if you remind me later, we have like a regional uh, story in regards to that. And I was thinking about a horror movie. I can't say this on air because I'll get canceled, but it was uh... <laughs> canceled. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So uh, we'll leave that. OK, team. Um just so, gonna... yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and this might be where you're going, but we haven't actually mentioned sword and sorcery yet. So, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, um, I guess, what is what is horror and like the perfect melding of horror and sword and sorcery look like for you? So, yeah, hmm. I've I've clearly I've got an answer for that, which I've said many times, I think, on this podcast, and uh, you know, this is an answer if you like kind of thing. If you if you've got if you've got an answer for it, anyone want to go? I don't think I have an answer. Okay. I, Sarah, I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay, what? What? Uh, but even if we framed it like, um, even just uh, where fantasy and horror meet. Yeah, yeah. If if mm. you think of something, I, I, I'll jump okay. in and. Oh no, go ahead. Okay, you go first. Well, I was going to say it's more, it's considered a drama, but True Blood. It's oh, like sure. top top for me. It's like the best thing ever. Whatever it is, it's. I watch all of True Blood. That's a good show. Just um, episodes or seasons one through four, five and six are complete trash. Yeah. But one through seasons one through four are incredibly 
um, just entertaining to me on every level with you know, fairies and vampires and, you know, uh, shapeshifters. And it's just it's so much fun. It's everything I could ask for in is, fantasy is, and horror together. Is that show as much of a, uh, quote, thirst trap as I think it is? Everyone is everyone is a six pack. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you, I, you sit there and then you admire and you go, "Wow, how did they get everyone yeah. on this diet? This is insane." Yeah. I mean, it's 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 great, great vision. And um, the Northman is an origin story for one of the characters. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that you mentioned the vampires because, like, if I were to perfectly mix like 50 50 fantasy and horror it become castlevania <laughs> yeah the video um, game yeah yeah um you know vampire dracula it's got mummies it's got some lovecraft stuff in there yeah castlevania um, is a, it's yeah. a good salad of fantasy yeah. and horror for sure yeah um for me it's uh robert e howard's worms of the earth mm. um that's probably mm. my favorite uh Probably my favorite Howard tale. Oh, and Sarah, your granddad did a painting for that one too. Mm-hmm. I always forget about that one because I the the old paperback I have was not him. It was um, I can't remember right now. Uh, no, no, tip of the tongue. Which um, which was that in? Which volume was that in the story? So Worms of the Earth is that it's not a Conan story. It's like uh, it's it's Bran McMorn. Yeah. Um, ah, and, gotcha. Ancient so they're written. Yeah, I think I think the Frazetta painting is. I think it was titled Bran McMorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, here, I don't know if you can see that. So yeah, that's the, that's, that's the one. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and I the think that great. book was titled. It's the painting that has Conan's head in the background. Yeah, he yes. snuck in Conan's yes. head. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, Worms of the Earth really it's everything for me, um, and it encapsulates a lot of just my artistic taste in general, right? Because you've got this, you got the idea of duty in there, right? D-U-T-Y, Logan. <laughs> um, <laughs> that he's, you know, he's this guy with all this responsibility. He's, it's up to him to save this dying race and it's all folly and you know it. And, there's and he this gets incredible. busy with the half. Now, hold on, God. <laughs> he gets, yeah, well, he, he's got to do what he's got to do for his people. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but the the encroaching Romans come in there, and he's he has to take desperate measures, and one of them is essentially lying with this uh, half demon serpent woman uh, to get the answers he needs, and then he has yeah. to commune with these demons to he shows up. Yeah. Oh yeah, he shows up. She's uh... a <laughs> so he. <laughs> That's the part I wouldn't film. All right. Just for the record. I don't think I would put that part in there. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, now I, I kind of think the witch scene in Conan the Barbarian 82 is not. Oh, it is. That. Oh, yeah, 100%, right? 100% yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and actually she even ends up having those like snake, snake eyes, eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that story you've got, you've got your, your, your man of action, He's a, he's a, he's a sword fighter. He's, but he has to do these awful things to try and get vengeance just to spit in the eye of his conquerors. And there's just a lot going on with that. And it's, it's a perfect meld of 
of a, a sword and sorcery story leaning into those horror elements. And um, I don't know, man, that's, that's obviously my thing. I love sword and sorcery and I like horror. So yeah. Um, we're running low on time. I think Diener's given me the, uh, he's given me the time symbol. Um, I think <laughs> what I would say, Oh yeah, we already answered that one. So I think we can move on to closing thoughts, folks. My closing thoughts are, I guess I like horror more than yeah. I thought I did. <laughs> I was going to say, Dean, I think you do. <laughs> I think you yeah. do. In conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just never looked at it with a definition sure. to what I was watching and what I was enjoying. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm a horror fan. I didn't realize that. See, I yeah. think horror has like just countless subgenres that a lot of people might not be like, is that horror? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Mm-hmm. Again, like Matt said at the very beginning, it's super subjective. I think horror is probably more subjective than comedy. Um, and sometimes it just falls flat on people. And, you know, that's fine. Yeah. We're not all scared of the same thing. Yeah. And one yeah. one might and the other will not. Like most people but who watch Everyone Jaws agrees enjoy. a horror joke is funny. So. <laughs> Did someone make a fart joke? No, but like, <laughs> oh, you're you're it's, talking with comedy is less comedy. subjective because everyone likes a fart joke. I don't know about that. I'm gonna everyone. say, I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna say I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like um, fart jokes, but I find farts themselves funny. Like they, yeah, farts they are hilarious. sound funny and they smell yeah, bad and they come out of your you butt. Like like that's kind of funny. You like, yeah. I hate when eggers. <laughs> that was Matt's favorite oh. part. Oh, Sarah, you're oh, killing me. You don't you don't appreciate eggers. No. It made me angry. It, it caused an anger, a feeling of anger inside of me. I'm like, this is not funny. So yeah. It was, it, There's a joke the in there. There's a joke in there somewhere where he uses fart jokes frequently and his name is Eggers. Right. Sorry guys. I actually don't know if I've ever thought of that before. So yeah, I had to let go. you know. That was good. That was, I had to let it out. Yeah. You're slowly slowly dragging the video. Yeah, you're slowly dragging Sarah into the fart. She's laughing. Joke. She's <laughs> actually laughing. I'm I'm observing it right now. Yes. <laughs> oh crikey. I have no so, real closing thoughts other than um the Book of Blades audiobook will be released in probably seven days, seven business days. Okay. Um, so if you are an audio fan and don't have a copy or you want an audio copy, um, stay tuned for further announcements. Yeah. And in that book, you I, will find work from me and Logan and Sarah. And Sarah, did your copy show up yet? I, I didn't. I have to go to the post office, but no, sure, you house, so it, it did not. Yeah. yeah Florida. Um, yeah. Well, I, I figured the, on, you know. the hurricane oh, may look. have disrupted postal service did that happen at all yeah for a few days yeah for, uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, the, well, we won't get into it too much but the post office sure. has just been upside down lately i don't know what's uh, going on so, yeah it's the fact that it's international like not it's there anymore might have something to do with that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> my that happened to my insurance agency i'm like i don't think they have an office i can't really oh get no I know. That's, tra- that's a problem. <laughs> that, that's what I find. I shouldn't find that. It's not funny, but it, that's that's the humor I 
where it's like no, sometimes we laugh through tragedy sometimes that's it's, all you can do it's it's true it's true guys this was so much fun thanks for having yeah. me thank you let's do it let's yeah. do another uh extended version sometime yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. Listen, yeah. so uh, yeah. I am cordially inviting all of you back to this show. <laughs> you may all come back, <laughs> especially Sarah. Yay. I want that jacket, though. Yeah, yeah we'll get that smoking for... jacket. Yeah. Oh, the smoking, smoking jacket. jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wear it next time. We'll bring some... Uh... <laughs> Bring some pipes. We can we'll have all, little uh, fezzes too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big old yeah. big stogies. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in that case, I, I guess I'll lead us out. Um, I hope that your uh, spooky season is decidedly spooky. I hope that instead of candy, you get something uh, a little more fun in there. That uh, is not a razor blade. Um, but you never know. People might be giving out their edibles at Halloween because, of course, they would. Who wants who wants <laughs> yeah. to keep those? You just yeah. You just Who's gonna spend out. money and put it in? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so listen, buy a book of blades, leave some reviews. A day of might is coming up. It's on Sunday. Uh, flex your arms, do some push-ups, stab someone with a broadsword. Whatever you gotta do. Okay, do it. Have a good time. And uh, the rogues in the house will be back next time with some brand new programming. And uh, thank you so much to our guest, who is royalty of the sword and sorcery world, Sarah Frazetta. Um, and I'm sure we will all meet again soon. May your swords always remain sharp. <laughs>